Hello and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining me again today. It's such a pleasure to have you all from different parts of the world tuning into A Better World and being part of our community here in the Big Apple. That's just where we happen to be domiciled, but in fact, we are really speaking to and reaching out to every single corner of the planet because we are all part of this idea called a world. And what would be better than making it a better one? That means really for all people, all beings for that matter. I don't want to be simply humanocentric, anthropocentric as the word would have it. So uh, again, as I said, I'm very glad to have you tuning in this evening, and I sure hope that you share these shows with your friends, your family, your colleagues, because it's just so important to get these messages across having to do with true humane values, with ecological values, with whatever it is that takes, uh, that, that helps us form community bigger community and helping those who are in need and to empower people who are in need. We're not talking about creating a handout society, but really a handout society to lift others up so we can all play the game together. You know, the old adage of better to give a fishing rod than a fish well, sometimes, you know, you've got to nibble a little bit on that fish in order to have enough strength to hold the fishing rod. And I think we want to remember that. But we also really want to know deeply that the joy of fishing among us all is a great thing. And uh, we want all to be, as was it Jesus who said, men among fishers. Fishermen, yes, all of us involved and helping to do our own part in creating a better world. And in that light, uh, we here at A Better World, and Mitchell Rabin in particular, likes the whole, whole idea and adventure of what is called social enterprise. This is the way of using the entrepreneurial spirit, which is inherent in so many people, for actually creating a better world by upholding certain humanitarian, eco-sensitive, eco-friendly values that are values-driven. We are really connected to our place on the planet with each other, with all you know, two-legged and three-legged creatures, as our indigenous brothers and sisters remind us we have all around us, or as the Buddhists would say, uh, all sentient life, everything that lives and breathes in one way or another, all animated life on the planet are all connected to us. And there are ways of conducting business that are very, very lucrative and at the same time very, very sensitive to the human endeavor of being kind, of being, building community, of helping each other out, of providing products and services that advance our society and press forward our evolutionary cycle. So we've been raised with this idea that 
to make money or even a lot of money requires this kind of dog-eat-dog attitude. Competition wins the day. And if we need to destroy our planet while we are moving forward, well, that's just business, folks. That's just the cost of success. Well, I argue actually the opposite. I say there's no success in hurting people and in destroying our planet, our resources, or simply even by exploiting them. There are ways to be and ways of conducting business that are truly in alignment with nature and with our higher nature. And that's really what today's show is about. And I'd love to have any of you who would like to, who may be listening live, call in and discuss this with me. It's going to be a shorter show today, so I want to engage any of you who may want to uh, discuss this with me straight up and in person, as we say. So our call-in number is 602-753-1860. That's 602-753-1860. And uh, I want to say a few things also. In light of our beautiful Earth, which we are so enamored of here at A Better World, we could even call it A Better Earth sometimes, we are having the 11th anniversary celebration of Peace and Earth Day, which is taking place here in the Big Apple. As many of you know, that's where we operate out of. And that will be held on Saturday, April 21st at 6.30 sharp, I'm reminded, sharp. So get there if you can at 6 or 6.15. And it's being held at the New York New Church at 114 East 35th Street. That's between Old Park and Madison, I believe. It's $25 if paid in advance and 33 cash at the door. And I'd recommend that you buy tickets in advance. It's a several-hour, really fun celebration that uh, my friend Andy Kane has been conducting, producing, gosh, really, for 11 years now. And I will be the host and the MC, and uh, I've done that before for this happy, wonderful Peace and Earth Day celebration. I've also been on panels or moderated panels, and you know those things I do rather regularly around town and elsewhere. I've done it in the Netherlands. I've done it out in Colorado, and oh, it goes on and on and on. But for more info, or if you know others, if you happen to be living in Australia or South Africa, where we have so many people listening. It's such a pleasure. And a lot of women are listening these days. as a special pleasure. I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, since so much of the energy of love is sort of feminine in nature, and our love of planet, love of, love of humans, love of self, is in a sense a yin type of enterprise, a level of being in the world that is emanating love. So 
it's a real joy to me to know that uh, we have an increasing number of women listening in. That's what the stats show us. So this is this is good. So for more information as well as to sign up, go to www.planetheart.org. That's planetheart.org, H-E-A-R-T, of course, and you know how to spell planet, so that would be good. Or you can make a phone call to 212-222-5432. That's 212-222-5432. And uh, just say that you learned of this on A Better World with Mitchell Rabin, and uh, they will treat you with a special care. So that would be great. I wanted to bring this forward. And next week, actually, we'll be doing a whole show with a couple of the uh, top uh, players, uh, Jody Sorota and perhaps Kurt Johnson and uh, Barbara Bijou. It'll be a lovely, lovely roundtable next Wednesday. I think we'll be doing it a little earlier at 5 p.m. So I wanted to make that announcement to you. And so now to come back around, let me just read a little bit to contextualize the conversation about social enterprise and values-driven business. Uh, We talk about this as a means of advancing our society to its next evolutionary stage. Advances can and do occur in every field of endeavor, in the sciences, arts, athletics, education, and on. When they occur in business, it's as though the intelligence of the other fields have found material effect and interspersible, oh, isn't that funny, a typo, (laughs) interspersible practical value. When business is governed by those who have humane and ecologically sound values that govern their actions, we have started the creation of an evolved, better world. And all of this can happen largely free of government, frankly. The principles of biomimicry applied to business will also be discussed tonight in a world where our belief systems, archaic as some of them are, continue to define attitudes and actions, yet we do very much see these melting and morphing. Whenever I say that kind of thing, I always think of the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz. I'm melting! You know, when they throw the water on Dorothy et al. Throw the water on her, she just melts. All of that anger, all of that pain and anguish just melts in front of us all and it's a good thing because in this case placed by a much more vigorous and vital and alive and enlivening paradigm that contains the content I'm speaking of and the healing and the creativity that having a social enterprise type of business confers When heart and soul are integrated into the business world, the world is transforming in accordance with our higher nature. And that's what I want to speak about tonight, folks, because that's what we do here at A Better World. Yes, we are a nonprofit because that helps us, you know, raise money for our enterprises, but also all of our enterprises are within our structure 
and fees from our uh, activities, from the, let's say, the uh, superfood products that we make available to the sessions I conduct with people. Really, I've done them from with people across the world, Australia, Europe, um, across the United States, Canada, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because we use Skype or phone, and my biofeedback system reaches beyond space. And it's a very interesting phenomenon, um, and uh, it helps a lot of people gain a lot of insight. And through the coaching that comes with it, people's lives get enriched, empowered, and changed. So that's the kind of thing that goes on here at A Better World, as well as our Harmonic Energetic Balancing Program, which allows people with something as simple as a photograph to receive all sorts of healing frequencies, healing energies that balance out their overall energy field. So these are the kinds of things that we focus on here at A Better World. But I want to also share with you uh, some of the activities that have been taking place here on our media. For instance, uh, just last week I interviewed president of Momentum 98, which is a health food store out in Columbus, Ohio, Phil Wilson, uh, who is the purveyor of any number of different kinds of health products, of massage tools, as well as as well as saunas, far infrared saunas in particular. And wow, that's a lot of fun to be inside of. We have them inside our living room right here at A Better World. And I'm in it almost every single day. It's just that health-conferring and feels so good to detoxify in the way that that allows. Now, here is an example of somebody who is living from his heart and from a vision of how to make the world a better place his way, as he sees fit, that is in alignment with his heart and soul, his mind, his value systems. And he endeavored to do this, overcame obstacles, funded it from his own pocket, uh, maybe got a little help along the way, but slowly and surely, like one is um, blowing on a kindling to create a fire, combusting slowly, and then, wow, it takes off. That is what happens when people, I say, live in accordance with their heart and soul, and they just keep staying the course. It will work out. So many people are so economically challenged these days, and we've all been that at different times along the way. It's, you know, there but for the grace of God go I as we walk along the streets of Manhattan, for instance, and see people with their hand out that have no money. Or if you carry on this conversation in places like India, it's even more so. And Peru and, and all over South America and Africa. And it just is the case. Philippines, where people are 
not so economically fit, if you will. Well, there are ways to help empower people. There are ways of planting community gardens where everybody digs in. Uh, An interview I did a few years back uh, was on a film all about Detroit. Here we are in a big American city where people are very poor. The city itself was virtually bankrupt, but uh, some people got hold of some seeds and planted it in a public park of all places, lettuce, tomatoes, peppers, and the like. And before you know it, they were becoming gardeners, and then they were becoming farmers, and they were having lots of good food themselves, good nutritious foods for themselves, and then bringing the balance to market and selling it at farmer's markets all around the city. So these are the kinds of endeavors that I am referring to. It's powerful, it's effective, and it's gratifying because everybody is included, community is built, and fun is had, as well as profit. It's a good thing in moderate measure. It's a wonderful thing. There isn't a problem with making money. The question is, how do we make it? And at what expense do we make it? So those are some of the ideas I want to convey. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of that film. Oh, I love that night. Talked about it at great length back when I did that interview. When I was on PRN, I believe it was. So I want to bring up another idea, which is the principle, as I mentioned before, of biomimicry. Biomimicry is this wonderful art and to some extent science that has, just as it sounds, us mimicking nature. Now that sounds kind of funny since we are nature herself. We are living expressions of and examples of nature in action. So how could we mimic ourselves? You could ask that reasonable question. Well, what it means in this context is that we, for instance, see the way, let's say, ant colonies work or beehives work with the queen bee, etc., and the way the workers are, uh, you know, the so-called rank-and-file bee is doing its thing in order to serve the larger whole, to serve the community. So when we take that paradigm, that analogy, if you will, and then apply it, let's say, to the corporate world, we can see that there is a way of organizing ourselves in a completely natural way. Now, I did an interview with Horst Reckelbacher about this, who was the founder of Aveda. Aveda went another interesting step in the idea of biomimicry. His corporation and its structure was based on it, based on nature, is the way he put it in my interview with him. I've done a couple of them with him. And he is no longer with us in the flesh, unfortunately. He's a beautiful guy who I really loved and had a very warm connection with. Uh, and um, he also, with Aveda, which is a series of different types of essential oils and natural cosmetics and hair products, he had been a hairdresser, hairstylist, I guess the phrase is, uh, back originally in Austria and then in New York and then came up with his own line of shampoos and the like. And 
from there it got very into the ecological story narrative and that led him to the amazon and looking into uh kind of indigenous herbs and the like and he hired many amazonian communities to harvest the herbs that then went into his product line and so it was all au natural very organic extremely pure and he made sure that the indigenous peoples there were very amply paid for the herbs and all that they were giving you know giving you know that he was buying from them he wanted to make sure there was a circle of completion that the money went round and round so this is what you call biomimicry and this is what you call really good visionary entrepreneurship it's kind of sad actually that entrepreneurship uh or i should even say more it's capitalism has gotten a bit of a bad name and there are good reasons that it's gotten a bad name because so many captains of industry have thoroughly abused and exploited the system exploited what that really means is exploited other people and exploited exploited the earth herself to such an extent that we are now faced with saddled with greenhouse gases galore and I never use that phrase, greenhouse gases galore, and climate change that we humans have helped to uh, exacerbate the natural cycle of climate change. That is true. Of course, there are cycles. We've had ice ages, et cetera, et cetera, not that long ago, actually. So there's no question that the climate is always changing. Otherwise, we'd be surrounded by dinosaurs, for crying out loud. So it's not that it doesn't change and that humans need to learn how to adapt it's that through our industrialization and the very horrendous capitalistic practices that were so popular starting in the 18th century largely 17th 18th 19th and certainly 20th and 21st centuries so for four to 500 years we have been wreaking havoc on our planet it could be argued that it's gone back way farther than that and I would agree with that but there has been an intensity that has grown and has amplified the problem over the past several hundred years what with the uh, you know the um, car engine and the like these types of things the discovery of fossil fuels and using that instead of electricity for instance back in the uh, early 20th century these have done so much harm that it's hard to describe so all the more reason for a call to healthy capitalism compassionate capitalism to healthy entrepreneurship that's visionary that is looking to improve the lives of people another example that i very much like is in michael moore's film capitalism a love affair <laughs> is that the name of it if you haven't seen it i definitely recommend it in that there was a uh a company out on the west coast where the 
CEO had a little cubicle along with everyone else who had cubicles right on the manufacturing floor. So there wasn't a hierarchy. He didn't get the the room with the window, the corner office, you know, looking down on everybody else. Uh, it was all equilateral. It was all, in a sense, democratic and equalized. Also, in terms of the salary, everyone got the same salary. If you worked there, that meant you were doing a job worth doing, a job they needed to have performed. And there was no economic hierarchy. Again, it was democracy through and through. They needed a janitor to clean up, otherwise what a mess it would be. They needed skilled hands-on workers to produce the goods that they were manufacturing, without whom, forget it. And if they didn't have a CEO and a sales staff, that would be trouble too. So everyone played an integral role in the whole. Wow. (laughs) Interesting, right? So there are these companies that are actually flourishing. Everybody's happy. We have a several leveled bottom line. On one hand, everybody's making money. On the other hand, the products are sourced in ways through our materials and everything else as they say, from cradle to cradle, is sourced in such a way that that it is eco-friendly, that it's pure, that it is organic, that it uh, isn't synthesized and it isn't chemicalized and polluted and contaminated and all of the above. So that's one side of it. That's the eco side of it. Then on the humanitarian side... Everyone is paid well, whether it's all equal or not. People are paid well. People are treated with dignity. People have flexible time. So if one day they need to take off, they take off. If they have to do something for their child, they can do that. Or they can simply say, you know what, I'm taking a day off. But the commitment to the job is great. There's a sense of community and cooperation among the people. And this is the kind of social enterprise feeling our planet. It truly is. And you could say, well, how does that relate to the number of corporations that are exploiting people like the textile industry in Bangladesh, for instance, or elsewhere? Well, that's a good question, and I actually don't know the answer to that. I don't know what the relative comparative Uh, analysis of that would show. But I can say with confidence that this more humane, more eco-sensitive, more democratic and equal kind of enterprise is growing, as are the companies that are impact companies that are involved in also investing. And I'm including even hedge funds. And I did an interview with a trader in one of these impact hedge funds not long ago, and if you want to know more about that, certainly contact me, and I'll get you hooked in. And they are taking a percentage, a healthy percentage of their own earnings based on we investors, and they are 
putting that money into things having to do with helping to neutralize the effects of human trafficking, of the global water crisis, of addiction and treatment, and things of that sort. So, wow, there is a humanizing and a heartening that's taking place worldwide. Another company that I'd like to mention here, although we here at A Better World have covered this subject on radio and TV numerous times over the past, oh my God, how long have we been on the air? Uh-oh, I started at four, folks, but I kid you, I definitely kid you. Uh, since 1993, I have been on the air in New York City on A Better World TV every single week since March. In fact, we are now celebrating our, let me do the arithmetic, oh my God, 25, the 25th year, starting March of 1993. I have, oh God, 1993, that's 7, that's 8, that's 25 years of speaking with people about these kinds of things about our health, about our environment, about progressive thinking, about holistic thinking, about politics, progressive politics, nonpartisan politics. That stuff has got to be changed because these guys are just destroying so much. It's dangerous. Anyway, coming back around, I wanted to mention another company that I think is doing so much good work. And there really are so many. I would take a long time to lay it all out. But this one is called ECOR, and they call it cradle to cradle, where every single aspect of the uh, process is circular. It's called a circular economic solution, where they take the waste of a given company, and there are always byproducts, and so that's not a problem. But they take those and they convert them into usable building material. What? Yes. And particularly when someone does an installation of what they do at their own job site, for instance, they can produce materials that are specifically useful to the company at hand. I'll give you an example. It's my understanding that Ecor was brought into a beer company and there is a certain amount of waste with hops and this and that. I don't even know what would be the waste. I think everybody would be drinking up the waste. I'm kidding. But they would uh, take that waste product from the manufacturer of the beer and turn it into, you know, with a six-pack, there's the plastic holders that bond the the six-pack together and then you kind of pull one. I'm not much of a drinker, so I don't really do this very often at all. But uh, it's being held by that, you know, six-placed um, plastic thing. Well, that can be done all biodegradably, and it can be made out of the waste products from the manufacturing. of. And that's, in fact, what they did. So they looked around. They saw what bio-waste they had, and they said, what is it that you in particular need? Of course, you need the six-pack holders. We're going to manufacture it for you. So that's the kind of thing that goes on, and I just love it. Circular, homeostatic types of, of business 
where everything is used. We call it zero waste. And this is called brilliant. And you don't waste products. You don't waste materials. You don't waste people. We're all in this together, folks. Now, um, I told you it's going to be a little bit of a shorter show today. So I do want to uh, bring forward one other thing that we do here at A Better World, which y'all, well, almost y'all, can participate in, um, especially those listening in the United States and Canada. And yes, folks, we are expanding to other parts of the world. But what I'm referring to is Purium. P-U-R-I-U-M. If you go to our website, abetterworld.tv, and in the right-hand column, you will be given a $50 gift certificate if you would like to order. And you can probably order from anywhere on the planet, except the shipping charges might be a little daunting. So you just need to be aware of that. But separate from that, for those of you who happen to be in the United States or Canada especially, either of those, uh, you will not be saddled with high shipping, but actually, a, a, at least in the United States, a flat $9.95. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because this is superfoods. It's the true definition of organic, and many people uh, budget for it in their weekly and monthly food budget because it really is food. And yes, it replaces the more solid food that we call food, but food can also be ground down and powdered and uh, be incredibly healthy for you. It's concentrated, and that's what we have. We also have probiotics that removes the glyphosate that is the result of Roundup made by Monsanto in our guts. And it cleanses that out at the rate of some 74% within a six to seven week period when taken daily, twice a day. Uh, it also re reduces the C-reactive protein, which is a measure essentially of inflammation in the body by 75% in that same time period. So we're talking about mucho energy detoxifying, getting healthy, radiant, beautiful skin, on and on. So for that, I would say go to www.ishoppurium.com or mypuriumgift.com. It's all on the website. It's right there with our discount code, A Better World. Now, why am I bringing this up in this context? of social enterprise because this is an excellent social enterprise activity business that you can just be a customer and buy the products and get healthy and that's fantastic or if you realize that you're going to be sharing it with others because we are born and bred to share uh, when we feel something good is happening for us personally uh, here is a way of sharing it with others and get paid for it when they indeed decide to engage and enjoy the product line themselves. So really encourage you to look into this, uh, if just for your own health. But if you have a bit of that entrepreneurial spirit, then it's a really wonderful thing to 
also engage in on that level. So I want to just say that you are part of a movement, folks. You are part of a health and healing and wellness movement that is seeking to humanize, ecologize, spiritualize our world, our society, our communities, and that's the way to play here with me at A Better World. Now, I have a funny feeling that uh, our ability to engage you in our newsletter has been affected lately. And um, hmm, how did that happen? I, we have to put that back up so you can sign up for our newsletter. But you can always simply go to abetterworld.tv and click on newsletter, and there it is. In li- It's all listed, going back years and years of the newsletters, and you can see who we've had on, who our guests have been. You can go into the radio archive all for free and enjoy our past. Uh, interviews, my interviews with so many people. If you want to have the DVDs of some of the interviews, then go to store and that's our Amazon our Amazon store and for all of like 20, 22 bucks with shipping or so you can order a DVD of some of our interviews with healers and scientists and motivational speakers and oh you name it we just presidential candidates actually in uh, the third-party candidates, that is. And the last thing I want to just say, if you are going to shop on Amazon, please do so, if you would, through our portal. It's, again, on our website at betterworld.tv, just underneath the uh, photographs, a couple down. Because when you do that, Jeff Bezos, one of the richest men of the world, makes a donation to A Better World. And we so appreciate it. It doesn't cost you anything different, but it's being done, in effect, in your name. So thank you, thank you. So I want to just thank you all, again, for being uh, tuned in today. And last, I just want to say that if you are in the general New York area on April 21st, Saturday, from 6.30 to 9.30, we would love to have you uh, join us at the annual World Peace Earth Day celebration that is occurring. I'll be the MC and host. It's full of inspirational talks, music, poetry, guided meditations, and on and on. It's really a wonderful time. It's the 11th that Andy Kane has been sponsoring, and I would just love to have you all come. So if you want more on that, go to www.planetheart.org. That's planetheart.org. And stay tuned for next week where we'll be focusing on that overall. So thank you again for joining me this evening. My name is Mitchell J. Rabin. If you want any of my services of coaching and counseling and biofeedback and stress management for individuals, couples, or families, certainly just get in touch with me at 212 420-0800, 420-0800, or email at mjr at abetterworld.net, mjr at abetterworld.net, and uh, let me know what you would like, and we'll get you scheduled. 
Thanks again for joining. Such a pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you all next time.